individual circumstances. And I believe, O oh God, you will bring us to the point of alignment and understanding with everything that you have brought us through, O oh God. We thank you for the beauty of your holiness. In Jesus' name, amen. I am so blessed and so delighted to welcome all of you to our celebration gathering. Amen. I started a series a few months ago regarding the fact that we have to maximize our full potentiality in actualizing what God has embedded and entrusted into our hands. And today I will do the last part of it and I believe God will be a blessing to somebody under the sound of my voice. Amen. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 25. I'll be using the NIV version. We'll be looking at Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 30. It's a long reading, but we'll trust God that he will give us grace. Amen. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 30, the start of the chapter was talking about Jesus presenting a particular story. And you and I know that last words carry so much power. And every now and then you want to find out what the last words are because the existence of an individual who is coming to the end of their life carries so much power. And I want to plead with somebody under the sound of my voice when Jesus was the presentation of the gospel according to Matthew, he was bringing the story of Jesus to a close so everything Jesus said was paramount and very important for him. Especially when you are going to a journey, traveling, and you have a time, you have to get there. And you are limited by time, and you realize that you are running late. You begin to speed up. And that is why those who run four by four, when they start their journey, they start running slowly. But when they realize that time is running out on them, they are best speed. And that is why... When you look at the, those who run, athletes, those in athletes, when they are running, especially running events, you will notice that the last run is where everybody has set the best of their speed, not the beginning, because they see time is running out on them. Now, Jesus is presenting a story, and he's not running out of time, but he's trying to repeat some of the things that he has echoed from the beginning and he wants to make sure that he rehears it in the ease of them and as a teacher most often when you have taught your student through the term and you are coming to the end of the term where you'll be doing a test or uh, checking uh, doing an evaluation you will understand that you begin to bring them to the point to remember the things that are salient the important things and this is what Jesus in the chapter 25, was talking about the kingdom that he represented. When he got to number 40, verse number 40, chapter, 15, chapter 25, verse number 14, downward to 30, he said, again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called a servant and entrusted his work to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his abilities. Then he went on his journey. 
And the man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the one who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. And after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled account with them. And the one who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. As a master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with few things I will put in your charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The one with two bags of gold also came and said, Master, he said, you entrusted with me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put in you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the one who had received one bag of gold gold came master he said i knew that you are hard man have us in where you have no sword and gathering where you have no scattered seed so I, I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the in the ground see here is what belonged to you his master replied you wicked lazy servant so he knew you knew that i have <laughs> I have as where I have not sown, and gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well, then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers, so that when I return, I would receive it back with interest. So take the bag of God from him and give it to the one who has ten bags, for, uh, uh, for whoever has will be given more. And they will have an abundance. Whosoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness. Where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at the face of your neighbor and say, neighbor, God is about to do something in your life. I want to minister on the series I started complete utilization. Hallelujah. Praise God. Complete utilization. Praise God. Complete what? Utilization. And I started with idleness and I move on to competency. Then we talk about character. And I want to end the series with complete utilization, a subtitle, Time Factor. Say to your neighbor, Time Factor. Say to your neighbor, Time Factor. The reason why you have to maximize what I've been given to you is because there is a time constraint on what I've been given to you. The issue is not that you have what you have been given to you eternally. You haven't got it eternal. You have it for a limited period of time. I like it when a, a man called Albert Einstein said, the only reason for time is so that everything 
doesn't happen at once, unquote. The reason why, the only reason for time is so that everything doesn't happen at once. And therefore, it's important for you to understand that time has been placed upon every man who has been born on earth. A man called William Penn said, Time is what we want most, but what we use worse. Unquote. Now you will understand when the scriptures, the writings of the of a man in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, a common scripture that we know more. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 8, he said, There is a time for everything and a season. For every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tee down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to restrain from embracing. And I believe we are in the time of refraining from embracing hallelujah we are not embracing much as we used to do because of the coronavirus the vessel must said a time to search and a time to give up a time to keep and a time to throw away a time to tea and a time to mend and a time to silence and a time to speak a time to love and a time to hate and a time for war and a time of peace this tells us the world it's a changing world, not in a static in its form. It changes. We are born into an environment of change. Those of you who have been here many years will know that Ramsgate or Tanit was not what you see today. It has gone through a process of reformation. There isn't any constancy in the world in which we live in. The only one who brings constancy is Jesus. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8, the Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. So if you want constancy in your life, you must remember to associate yourself and disassociate yourself with the things that will bring fluctuations in your life. And I believe today in the world in which we live in, you must be conscientious about where you are and what you are engaging yourself in because you are living in a world that things are not constant. Today you can have abundance, but tomorrow the world in which you live in will make sure that you have nothing in your hand. Therefore, it makes it imperial. It, it makes it so essential for you to come to the point that I must remember time factor. Say to yourself the time factor. Come on, say time factor. Oh, I can hear only one person. Save time factor. In Romans chapter 8 verse 28. The NIV version says, And we know that all things will work. For we know that in, <laughs> in all things, God works for the good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Praise the Lord. It is God who worked things to have a reformation and a confirmation in our affairs. The joy, the happiness of your life will have its permanency if Jesus is in. 
And I believe that today God is about to bring you to the point of appreciation that he's about to bring joy, joy unspeakable, joy that cannot be erased by this world in the name of Jesus. Time is the only justifier of purpose and intent. Time is the explanation given to things that have no meaning. And this point where we are, we are surrounded and encompassed by the coronavirus, time is making us try, time is causing us to understand how the virus works. Without time, we cannot embrace it. And that is why I want you to understand today that change is about to be infected into your sorrow in the name of Jesus. He said, he turned my mourning into dancing. And I believe today the world in which you live in, God is about to change it. The world in which you live in has got nothing better to give to you but to make your situation become too depleted, to become so bad. But I thank God that he's able to turn our weeping into dancing. He's able to cause the weak to become strong. He's able to keep the dead to receive life. And I pray over your life today that the time in which we live in God is going to make it work together for your good because you have chosen to love Jehovah hallelujah this bring me to the subject of our conversation in Matthew chapter 25 verse 14 to 15 I want to slow down here and the Bible said whilst he spoke he said again to his, his disciples to the people surrounding him and he said a man went for a journey a man went for a war a journey who called the servant and entrusted his word to them. The word wealth here, I don't want you to look at it like gold, silver, but I want you to look at it from a point of something that is valuable. The Bible says he gave them, I've spoken about five, I've spoken about two, I've spoken about one, but the point I want to address today is that the master was going to leave them. The master was going to all leave them. And the Bible said in the last part, the Bible said each one according to his ability. And the Bible said, then he went on his journey. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. The Bible said he went on his wall, on his journey. He went on his journey. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Don't worry. If Praise the Lord. He went on the ward on the journey. Come on, it's a serious matter. He went on the ward on the journey. These were men who have never experienced the master being away. There are there, there is a certain comfort. And confident that comes from sight. And that is a challenge that comes. And it carries a challenge when you want to begin to walk in faith. There is a certain comfort and confidence that comes from sight. And there is a challenge that comes by faith. What do I mean? 
These were men who have worked with the master. The master has worked with them. And every now and then they had the master with them every now and then. They were able to relate to the master sensually. They were able to look at the master's smile. The master was able to relate to them. They could not, not necessarily was, were they supposed to relate to the master spiritually, but they were able to relate to the master physically to the essential perception. But the master was going to leave them and there was going to be a change of association. They were able to touch the master. They were able to look at the sign. They were able to relate to the master. And the Bible said that now the master was going to leave them. And they have to relate to the master in a different perspective than the way they used to relate to him. Now they are no more going to deal with the physical person they can touch or somebody they can relate to sensually, but they have to relate to this master from a dimension of the supernatural. The master have left them with words. And now they are not going to relate to the master through a human level, through a sensual perception, but they are now going to relate to the master through the words and promise that have been given to them. Anytime you have God with you and you can relate to God through your sensual perception, it brings out an attitude that's sometimes difficult to show through faith. Be with me here. What am I saying here? If you can relate to God through your sensual perception, when God told you, I will bless you, when you go for the interview, I'm going to cause you to have the job. And every now when you, when you went for the interview, everybody was smiling at you. Everybody was shouting, good answer. Everybody was saying things that makes you relate to the what God has said sensually. When God told you, go to the place, I'm going to cause you to be, to, be, to be favored. Go to the hospital, I'm going to heal you. And when you went to the hospital, the doctor said, this sickness is curable. It makes you believe that what God said is something that you can believe in. But when you go to the hospital, when God tells you, I'm going to heal you. And when you went, the doctor didn't tell you what you can relate to sensually. And they say something contradictory to what God said are you able to relate to God because of his word be with me oh the item is faith in Hebrews the Bible says uh, the Bible talk about faith is a substance of the things hopeful the evidence of things not seen by this our elders receive a good report in Hebrews chapter 11 but what God is saying here is saying that the master is not leaving them when he was the master was not going to ask accountability from them when they could relate to him sensually but he is going to ask accountability in his absence it's a challenge to want to make a transition from the comfort of a, of a physical presence to a spiritual presence. Praise the Lord. Now you must remember that this is our servant who are going to dictate their life according to what the master has taught them. Now they have to relate. They have been left with bags of gold. And they have to be able to remember what the master said. And their consolation and their attitude is based on not because of the physical presence of the master, but because of the physical presence of a word that the master released to them. 
moving the servant from the place of sight to a kind of a spirit that they haven't engaged in before from the time he called them and every now and then he called them he has always been around them and every now and then have you ever do you do you know that when, when there is a present something you can relate to sensually it has a difficult a, a different disposition you, uh, one time when you want to steal from your uh, in, in, in the olden days when when we were young and you want to you want to take a bite of something and your mother was standing there you couldn't touch it because your mother was there when you go to school as a young child and your parents there are some students their behavior is difficult to control but sometimes we bring their parents to the classroom and they are different people so when the presence of their parents are there, their physical disposition is different from when nobody is there. Praise the Lord. Now the master left them. Now as a child, your greatness is not going to come. <laughs> when you were born, your parents, your mom was always around you. When you cry, she was always there to pick you up and breastfeed you. Now your greatness in life is not going to always be with your mother or parents always around you. But what will carry you through the journey of greatness are the words they've spoken to you. Now it is, I don't need my mother there to tell me learn in school before. I don't need her, her present there before I learn in a classroom. Her words alone must commit me into an attitude of committing my whole self to learning. I don't need them there because the more they are around me, the more the, 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 the responsibility of myself is depleted. They have been left, not with a man, but with words. Are you, are you with me, somebody? <laughs> These are deep. I'm looking at them and say, wow. Everybody here can conclude. That why is it that the one with the one talent didn't produce? If I was the one there, I would have put myself to work. The, 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 listen to me, precious one. The master would have sent the one with one talent away if he was not productive in his presence. <laughs> because Jesus said, a tree that does not bear fruit must be cut off. And by the, the, by the attitude of the master, you will understand that he never entertained wasting time he never entertained wasting resources that is why he was able to cast him into a place of distraction when the master was in the house there was a level of productivity that that servant was rendering but the bible said when the master went away he became unproductive can you, let me say this, can you still follow God with the same ebullient, sagacity, passion, and drive when you still can't see God through the sensual perception? When you can't see what God wants you to see, but you can only pick it up by his promise. Can you still trust God because he gave you his word? Even without his presence there to relate to you sensually. This was the problem of the man with the talent. It's a challenge replacing a, 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 what do you call it? a visual 
these or individual with the promising words what do i mean the masters the master's presence can cause this servant to be productive but when he left are they able to substitute his words with his presence when your husband we have wives we have husbands i don't need my wife to walk with me for me not to engage in an unacceptable affair that is why on the on, during our time of marriage anybody who is getting married you don't give the person another self of you you give the person words we live in a words we live in a world where words are making impact and presence of people praise the lord can you trust this word ask your neighbor can you trust this word sometimes when you are traveling you are traveling to a place you have never been before you are traveling in your car with a satnav and you are going you depend on the satnav there was a story i heard be with me here there was a story i heard that there were people in the plane and when they were in the plane the, the, everything was clear nicely the weather was fantastic then they were traveling and traveling but in the midst of their journey there was turbulent movement and there was some shaking so what happened was that everybody in the most people in the play if, if you happen to be in a play where things have become turbulent what would you do first what would you do first tell me most often you want to check through the window to make sure whether everything is okay praise the lord and this man said i looked through the windows but i could see some forks i couldn't see what lies ahead of me but guess what the pilot didn't stop he changed over from what he can't see anything ahead of him do you know what he did he switched on to the gadgets that he had to read from the gadget he's, he's got in his brain to help him to navigate through that which he can't see beyond why because he's trusted the gadgets when the going get tough in your life and you don't see what lies ahead of you and you don't know where hope is coming from and you are surrounded by hopelessness of your situation and everything around you is thinking and you asking yourself where is god can you still trust him beyond your physical perceptivity Operating within the perimeters of the word of the master. Managing oneself appropriately with the time that has been given to us. Precious one, there is a time that you can be productive. There is a time, it doesn't matter what you say, the servant has been given. Maybe the servant would have changed his mind to put the talent to where he would have put the goal to where. But there was a limitation, a barrier, a time for the master to go and a time for him to come after which no man can work. I'm going somewhere, be with me. Can you still trust him? Can you still hold on him? When you can't even feel him, can you still hold on him? In Matthew chapter 25 verse 19, it said, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled account with them. 
precious one for your information to enhance your conclusion I want you to understand that there is a time for the master to go when you can put yourself to work. And there is a time when he come back, he shut every point in your life to say, you can't, be, you can't work again. Your promotion and demotion is based on what you did with the time given to you when the master left. In Genesis chapter 49, we have a profound... Listen, if somebody lied to you, there is something called the input and the output. It does it. Some people think when you become a Christian, the input and the output is not workable in the presence of God. It is workable. And it follows the principle of that. In Galatians chapter 6, it said that, hey, 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 do not be deceived. Galatians chapter 6 verse 6. It said, do not be warned seed your reaping is based on your sowing he said do not be deceived whatsoever a man soweth so shall he reap praise the lord there are instances where i've been called to pray for people and god has held my hand he said don't bother to pray this is not a seed it's a reaping praise the lord do, do you know what it would have been Listen, when it comes to the accountability time, it is a very ferocious moment. I don't understand even what I just said, but I heard it in my spirit. It's a very, very unpardonable moment. The master said, I don't know I am a master, I am caring, I am passionate, I am considerate, but this thing that you have not been able to be productive, you worth no more second chance. Jesus reiterated this also with the virgins. Do you understand when he said 10 was wise and 10 were, were foolish? He said when the five who were foolish asked those who were wise, give us some of your oil. They said we will not give you. Some of you think that God, God is merciful. But vengeance is in his hands. They are, if you think you can keep your life recklessly and think that it shall be well with you, please take note that it doesn't work that way. The Bible said they were given a chance to prove themselves. They were given time. When you read, let me go back here. In, Gen in Genesis chapter 49, we saw the story of Jacob blessing his children. Okay, then when his dear blessing was cemented, predicated on what they have done with their time, he said in the verse number three of the chapter 20, 49 of Genesis, he said, Ruby, you are my firstborn. It's a fact, my might, the first sign of my strength, a cell, a selling in the in honor, a selling in power. He said, you shall be unstable like water because you, have, you, 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 you contaminated my bed. When he got to the verse number 22 of Joseph, he said, Joseph is a beautiful vine, a fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over a wall. With bitterness and ache, attack him, 
they sought at him with what? With hostility. But his bow remains steady. It is describing the behavior. When you look at the blessing that he received, the Bible says his strong arms stayed clambered. Because the hand of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, because of your father God, he said, who helped you? Because of the almighty who blessed you with blessings of the world, of the skies above. Blessing of the deep springs below. Blessings of the breast and the womb. What am I talking about? The Bible said that they were blessed according to their deeds. The servant in the house, precious one, I'm coming somewhere. The Bible said that when others were working, others were sleeping. There is a time coming that it doesn't matter your heart desire. If you have not applied yourself properly in the hands of what God has given to you, you will be in trouble. But I believe everybody, whatever has been given to you, you will put it to work in the name of Jesus. The Bible said that they were all called servants. But there is a time coming where it is called the level changing. Your level will change according to what you have put into time. It doesn't matter whether the master is in the house or not. The change we are talking about is not because we have a master. It's because we have a master and we have put to work what he gave to us. The reason why they were promoted, not because the master came back. Because when the master comes back, he comes with promotion and demotion. It is up to you to make a decision. During the time the master was away, and after that decision you have made, it will bring you to a point of promotion or demotion i believe today somebody will put what they have at work what i when i look at the servant one of the things that comes to mind is that don't look at somebody to determine your behavior uh, there were three but two behave in a certain conformable way but the other one didn't involve in it i could have said that the one who had one could have followed the one who had two but the bible made it so clear the way it presented it that everybody ran their own race and i pray today that don't let anybody take you out of your place of engagement for your promotion in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, be with me. I'm finishing right now. This is more sensitive for me. Be with me. The master, say, say to your neighbor, the master is coming. Two levels. There are two levels of the master is coming. There are two levels. This story was referring to the coming of Christ. Okay? Number one. But when Christ comes, I know they will pick some people, some people will go, some people will be left behind, but let's conclude that when he comes, what you have done is what you encounter, isn't it? So there is a first coming of the master. When Jesus comes right now, what we have done is what we'll be judged with. Okay? So it means that you can't go back and work on something and come for another thing. So if you have not been so profitable now, and he comes now, you can't go back and be profitable and come and receive the blessing. No. So the first one is 
the night moment is when Jesus come. Number one. That we all believe and know he will come. Amen. But there is a second one. The second one is not the coming of Jesus. But it is also as powerful as the coming of Jesus. And that is everybody can die now. If you die now, you can't go back and work on it. Your reward is what you have worked with your time. With the life that you had. That is why it is very important for you to know. There are some people who sleep. If you think that the coming of Jesus can be prolonged, don't fool yourself. You, your life may not be prolonged. If you listen carefully, there was a story I was reading this morning. About 22 people have died through plane crash. They've died. The policeman who died in London, he didn't know. It was not Jesus coming to end, to end his operation. It was his life terminated. So as you are seated here, whatever God has given to you, your children, your spouse, your church, what are you doing with the time that has been given to you? The master left them, and I believe for sure, in the Old Testament, or even in the New Testament, there are servants who had children and have spouse. They have wife and children. So if this one with one talent has focused on his family, Precious one, God will ask you to give accounts. Because of the time factor, you have to fully maximize what I've been given to you. Hallelujah. Praise God. I, I had a story that uh, we have what we call time management, but I okay, know that one. But I came to the realization that no man can manage time. How many of you know no man can manage time? Time is passing by. Time is moving. You can't manage time. You manage yourself in time. Apply yourself appropriately. This story tells me that you can't die when you commit yourself to service. Those who committed themselves to service didn't die. They become productive. One of the things that this story tells me is that anybody who puts himself and applies himself properly shall see increase in their life. It wasn't because one had five bags of gold that is why he was productive. The one who also had two was able to apply himself properly. Precious one, what are you doing with the time that I've been given to you? The resources that I've been given to you. We find room to find reason why we can't do what we ought to do. In our generation, God is counting on us. In this ministry, listen, precious one, during the time of my parents, there was a church we were attending. And the church we saw was what our parents made it to be. In this time, this is our church. If we die right now in the heavens, this is our church. We have to rise up and make the church what we want the next generation to encounter. We can't be in a place where we become so self-centered. We become so conscientious about ourselves and forget the Jesus who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places I pray today that you come to the realization that you don't have time on your side you don't have all the time if there is a time to love your husband give your husband the best of time when you have time 
That is why the death of my late mother, I talk about it every time. It made me realize that I don't have time every time. Oh, she was very young, but she could die. She was very beautiful, but she could die. She was very clever, but she could die. When the master comes, it could be Jesus coming, or your time may be due. You don't know what lies ahead of you, but there is a promotion coming. Maybe today we may all be called servants, but because because I am not sleeping at night. I am committing myself with what I've been given to me. I believe tomorrow by this time I'm not going to be at the same level with you because our input is never the same. If the master comes, he will move me into a place of enlargement and you can say it is luck and I will tell you it has nothing to do with luck but it was my hard work influenced and empowered by the grace of Jehovah don't capitalize on wasting your time. There is a time now that you can use. Oh, tap your neighbor and say, use your time. Oh, um, oh, you want to wait until you get more money in your account before you show kindness to your pastor. Um, time may not be on your side. Oh, you want to have more money before you buy your wife a ring or a nice flower or a nice thing. Um, time may not be on your side. Oh, you want to wait until your children finish or your child finish their education and come out with a first class for you to appreciate them now they are in primary school they come with their resort and you don't influ- you don't you don't praise them and you think you have time on your side we haven't got time on our side we haven't given an appropriated time that can vanish anytime he said we don't know when we will die he said we will fade away like a plant because when our time is due they didn't know that the master was coming but immediately the master left. My Bible said they put to work what I've been given to them. How do you become productive when you begin to use what is in your hands now? Ah, my brother, my sister, it is not how big you do it. It is in proportion to what is in your hands. When the master came, he said you had five and you have been able to gain five more. Come and enjoy with me. Listen to what I'm saying. I said your promotion is not based on the quantity of your outcome it is based on the proportion of what you have against what you produce which means that it is not by how many times you do something but we are going to be judged proportionately you'll be judged proportionately it will surprise you to know that somebody have one and the person is giving half and maybe you have ten and you are giving two and Jesus will come and say that you have not been productive I pray over the life of everybody under the sound of my voice and I say into your soul I say into your body stop being selfish stop being self-centered stop blaming others for your failure. Stop procrastinating. Rise up and work whilst it is day. Because the night cometh when Jesus said no man can work. God is not limited by time. But we are limited by time. In John chapter 9 verse number 3 to 5 Jesus answered is another this man or his parents sinned but that the glory of 
the work of God should be seen. Uh, like the verse number 4 of the chapter 9 of John, he said, I must work the works of him who sent me whilst it is day the night is coming come on say to your neighbor the night is coming whether you like it or not the night is coming where no man can work if you are able to work during the night it means Jesus is a liar he's saying that even me as God because I've taken the nature of a man I cannot be productive in the night if the night moment is when you have the ability to do something Ah, listen. The daytime is when you have the ability to do something. It doesn't mean it doesn't go with pain, but it is the time when you have the ability to do something. It doesn't relegate pain. That is why Jesus said, "Not my will be done, but may your will be done." Because I have the time, I have the ableness to do what I cannot do when I die in the tomb. There are some things God can do when you are lying in your tomb. But there is less he can do if you don't get yourself into the tomb. When you get yourself into the tomb it means you go through the pain. You go through the sacrifices. And I promise you today the master has got a reward. Come on tell your neighbor the master has got a reward. The master is not selfish. The master is not self-centered. The master is not partial. The master is coming. And as the master is coming, my generation will embrace change. My children will be promoted. My ministry will be enlarged. Our precious one, we may be two, three, four people here. We may be hundred or two hundred. But I prophesy in your life, this is not going to be your last. This is not going to be your, 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 your end. The Bible said, though your beginning may be small, because the master is coming, your end shall be enlarged. Come on, tell your neighbor, time factor. It is not X factor. It is time factor. You will not become young again. <laughs> uh, the youngest moment you can have is your now. Increase of honor. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The youngest you can be is now. Brother Edward, this is your youngest moment. <laughs> you can't go back. It's done. Let me say this one. If there is a time if there is any chance for you to be something that will be beneficial to your children, your society, your community, yourself, if there is something you can do, do it now. Do it more. The world in which we live in is not waiting for anybody. Praise the Lord. Time is not waiting for war. Anybody. Holy Spirit, move me now. Make my life whole again. 
stand on your feet. Because of the time factor, you can't be sitting idle. Because of the time factor, you can't abuse your life. Because of the time factor, young ones, there is a time you can study in school, and this is the best time. When you don't study when you are young, and you grow like me, you have to manage your children and manage your, your wife and manage the house and manage other things. If you can't be productive when your responsibility is to eat and sleep, do you think you can be productive when you have to go to work and be worried about what is going on in the house? This is the best time for you to learn. Amen. Let me say this word. The best time for you to put this body under subjection is when you have somebody around you you can relate to sensually. A time will come when the only thing that can control your behavior, your disposition, is the worst. And I pray that some of us have gotten to the point where we are being carried by the word. I pray that we will not lose hope in the word. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for you today that you will no more waste resources. You will rise up and maximize and utilize everything in your life. You will make the best moment for your children. You will make the best moment for your children. If there is any day you will make your spouse happy, it is now. If there is any way you will show your teachers respect, it is now. If there is any way you will humble yourself and commit yourself to the growth of the ministry. Showing kindness and so people sacrifice their whole life to make sure the kingdom move forward. In the name of Jesus, you will receive strength. In the realms of the spirit, there is somebody here. God is doing something in your life. And he's calling you to a place of breaking the alabaster boss perfume. There is a sacrifice that God is calling somebody as I speak. Because of what God has brought you from. What he brought you from and what he's done in your life. God is calling people to a place of sacrifice. Those who were productive were those who were willing to sacrifice. Today, as I pray, by the end of October, if what I'm saying relate to you, I want you to come with that sacrifice. And when you come, put it in an envelope. And let me be aware. At this, I'm not going to look at the amount you've given, but I'm going to pray for you. And God has promised some things he wants me to speak. It's not one person, it's not two people. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. May God bless you. May he consolidate his word in your life. In the name of Jesus, may you never be the same. May you rise up. Because of the time factor. In Jesus name. Amen.